0: All right, Alexander, let's talk about the elections in Argentina and let's talk about the new president of Argentina because everyone is talking about Javier Nele. Uh, he could be a, a, a force for, for change in Argentina, perhaps positive change. He could also be a big bust – <laughs> he's very eccentric. He's very eccentric. Very colorful. He says a lot of stuff. He does a lot of stuff. Does a lot of bizarre stuff. But um, you know, the Argentinian people they voted for for him to be the the president, and uh, he's he says he's going to enact some very, very some very dr- drastic, controversial, risky policies. For example, moving Argentina away from the peso towards the USD and uh, and perhaps even uh, moving Argentina away or out of BRICS, for which they just entered BRICS. So we're going to need some time to... To see how how he governs, but what are your thoughts on the election in yeah, Argentina? I, I mean, in some ways, it, I mean,
1: in some ways, it is unsurprising. I mean, Argentina has had a very troubled economic history for as long as I can remember, and I'm not an expert on Argentina and its economic system. I I don't know why these problems exist in what logically should be a rich country with abundant raw materials, an educated workforce and an industrial base, but they do. And no government up to now seems to have been able to get on top of them. I mean, we've had brief moments when things did appear to be getting better. For example, under Ferdinand Kirchner, not not Christina Kirchner, this is the husband, not the wife, but when he was president, he did seem to be able to bring things sort of under control but these dawns these periods of stability tend to be relatively short things go wrong at the moment argentina has 120 percent inflation the peso has been devaluing and losing its value and both internally and externally things have not been well in argentina and it is not surprising given all this history that, that we've seen and given the current realities that people in, people have decided, well, look, I mean, you know, Milley may be a bit eccentric and a bit strange, and perhaps some of his proposals are way out of the box, but they could hardly be worse than they are now. You know, he's offering us some way forward, some way that's different to the problems we've long since had. And, you know, let's go for him. And I, again, I'm not going to predict the outcome of this. I suspect, this is my guess, in the short term, some of the things that he's going to do might actually stabilise the situation. I mean, you know, replacing the peso with the USD might, for a while, bring inflation under control, might cause parts of the economy to revive. I suspect that in time, they will be unsustainable and that they could probably cause all kinds of other tensions. But, you know, let's wait and see as, you see, as you said, and see what comes. More importantly, at least not perhaps more importantly for the Argentinian people, but perhaps in terms of geopolitical terms, is what is he going to do about Argentina's recent alignments? And here I'm going to say straightforwardly, I'm absolutely sure that he is not going to take Argentina into the BRICS. Argentina isn't yet in the BRICS. But at the summit in Johannesburg, it received an invitation to join the BRICS. The previous government was intending to join the BRICS in January. Um, It is universally known that it was President Lula da Silva of Brazil who very, very strongly lobbied the other BRICS states to admit Argentina. Some of the other BRICS states, notably China, I understand, and India, were sceptical. They said, you know, do we really want Argentina with all its massive inflation and its other economic problems joining the BRICS at this time? But Lula insisted on it. He'd been working towards some kind of partnership with the previous government in Argentina. He also wanted more Latin American representation in the BRICS. And he was able to the, the Argentina was able to get this invitation. Millet says, absolutely not. We're not going to do that. We're going to align instead with the United States. We're going to accept their currency as our currency. And we're going to become, again, what we have been in the past. Not always, but in the past we have been. We're going to be a full US ally. And I think that is now a certainty. I mean, that is the one thing, it seems to me, that it is easy for him to do, and which he will do.
0: Yeah, I have two questions with, uh, with regards to, to where Milley is going to align Argentina. It seems to me like Milay is betting on the fact that Trump is going to be president in 2024. He's going to win the elections. I think his first tweet actually was thanking Trump. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, that was one of his first tweets was directed or at least directed towards, towards Trump. I know that Trump congratulated him as well. But um, what happens if it isn't Trump? In 2024 and he has to deal with the democrats maybe biden white house what happens then as he's realigning fully with the united states and and my other question is you know for, for someone that that i guess positions themselves i mean he says he's a libertarian but uh he also comes comes across as i guess you could say uh a nationalist patriot i guess you could call him that um it doesn't really align. That's that that uh, that ideology, that branding of Malay, doesn't align with the policy of getting rid of your currency. You know, to me, I've always thought of a country that gets rid of its currency, no matter how bad, is is essentially um, ceding its sovereignty. I mean, that's it. You don't control your your currency. You're not really a sovereign country. I I I, I mean. I, I, what are your agree. thoughts? What are your thoughts? I, I, on, uh, com-
1: I completely agree. And I mean I should say that, you know, this idea of um replacing your currency with someone else's currency, it never in the end, so far as I can see, at least not not if you are a big country, uh, it never has ultimately good outcomes. Um, Argentina, by the way, has experimented with something like this in the past. They've never gone so far as to replace their currency with the usd before but during the period of carlos menem as president they linked they they you know they, they established a sort of link between the, the peso and the dollar and they tried to, to sort of fix the peso against the dollar and what they found is that of course the usd is run by the federal reserve board and the us government ultimately in american interests and they may not align exactly with Argentine interests. And this created increasing problems eventually for Argentina. And in the end, it failed catastrophically. It resulted in a complete implosion of the Argentine economy, as I well remember, um, sometime after Menem left office. And it was what eventually led to Argentina's default, and to the election of Ferdinand Kirchner. Also, by the way, I mean, when I say because one of the effects of making the dollar your currency, and it's probably part of the plan, is that you then borrow in dollars. And uh, uh, that was what happened before. And I suspect it's what's going to happen again. So Argentine companies and businesses will take up big dollar loans. And, of course, previously they defaulted. And it's likely they will. They will again. So it's not. A, it's not. It seems to me a good plan. And as you correctly say, from a perspective of a nationalist patriot, which I think Camille actually is. You know, he may be an eccentric person, and he may have all sorts of contradictory ideas. But I suspect, at some level, he really does. He really is that. Um, I. I. I think it doesn't make a great deal of sense. And perhaps a more ideologically consistent approach would be to follow the one that the equally nationalist, populist, patriotic president in El Salvador did, who, who, if you remember, he also did things with the currencies, but he certainly didn't make the USD uh, the currency in El Salvador. And that, for the moment at least, has worked, also it seems, relatively well there. But anyway, that's that's what Millet is going to do. I'm pretty sure that's what he's going to try and do over the next few year, few months. He's going to try to make the dollar Argentina's currency. And as you write, he said he is gambling very heavily on Donald Trump. Donald Trump doesn't win the presidency in um, next year. Then Millet looks extremely isolated. <laughs> and uh, he will probably find that if he runs into trouble domestically, um he he rather like Bolsonaro in Brazil, he lacks outside support to help him out.
0: Yeah. Uh final question. Uh BRICS, if uh if Millet does indeed uh, decide to not proceed with Argentina's uh, entry into BRICS, uh, does BRICS care? Uh, well, is, is this just is this just merely kind of a, an optics? An optics uh, defeat for BRICS in that okay, we we wanted these countries in, and Argentina told us no. But just it's like on a, just on a surface level, okay, it doesn't look good for BRICS. But as far as a functioning, stable BRICS, do they really are, are they gonna are they gonna be damaged by this? I think they, I think some of them, perhaps privately, most of them are going to breathe a
1: sigh of relief. Because Argentina looks chaotic. Looks chaotic at the moment. As I said, it's got a hundred twenty percent inflation. The political situation in Argentina already looked unstable when the invitation to Brit, t- t- to Argentina was made at Johannesburg. I mean, we've we've actually mentioned this in our programmes in the past, and I think that there were many many doubts about this. Moreover, um, Argentina was chosen and algeria was not even though it's known that some countries and i think notably the russians would have been more keen on Argentina on algeria than argentina and algeria made to all appearances a far better fit than argentina does to, to BRICS at this particular time but there was you know the insurmountable argument that you know with Saudi Arabia the UAE and Egypt joining you couldn't have another Arab country so that's why they turned against Algeria which is which was offended and angry and upset as a result and they went for Argentina and I think there'll be people who will be saying in um, within the BRICS thank goodness this happened before Argentina formally did join the BRICS because had it happened a bit later, then we might have seen Argentina leave the BRICS. Remember, it hasn't yet technically joined Argentina leave the BRICS, and that would be much more embarrassing. And, of course, in the meantime, if it had remained inside the BRICS and had continued to have all of these problems, it would have taken the glass away from us. We've been able to present ourselves as the growing, developing emerging market economies that are building up the economic stability around the world and then people who are critics of the BRICS would have said well look at Argentina that's a BRICS state and it's not doing so well so I think quietly quite a few people within the BRICS are going
0: to be relieved that this has happened. Yeah a a final question Uh, wouldn't the BRICS of Perhaps stabilized Argentina, though. Wouldn't they have well, acted as a force of stabilization? Well, that was the
1: argument. That was the big argument. That you know, get 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 Argentina into the bricks. Bring Argentina into this economic system. Um, Argentina potentially has a huge amount of offer, which it does, by the way. And um, over time, it's a long-term investment, and it'll be an investment which pays. And who knows? That might have been what happened, but you know, in the meantime, you know, we're talking about a fairly big economy here. Um, it would have required an awful lot of work and uh, trouble to stabilise Argentina, and um, it—it's it, probably more trouble. Some people within the BRICS are probably saying to each other, more trouble than BRICS. Really is adapted to take on at the moment. We want, you know, a strong functioning economy, so that when we set out our trade system, float our global currency, we don't have these problems of, you know, Argentina pulling us down. So it, it it was probably offered prematurely, and you know, in Argentina the pendulum swings from one side to the other quite sharply. Um, and who knows maybe there will come a better moment both for argentina and for the brics when it can join i just wanted to say one other thing one other one person who is undoubtedly embarrassed by this affair and will have suffered some loss of prestige is lula because as i said lula it was lula who really lobbied for argentina to join brics It was Lula who was also pushing very hard this idea of Argentina and Brazil forming a kind of economic confederation. Plenty of people in Brazil were against this idea also. And um, a lot of people are going to be saying to Lula, well, look, this was not a good idea to start with. You see that the Argentinians are not quite as uh, willing to go along with your ideas as you told everybody that they would be. And also, given what's happening, maybe we've all had a narrow escape. So, Lula, Lula, who has only become president relatively recently, but who's been making a big, big global play over the last few months.
0: I mean, this is going to take some of the shine off him. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, he went for bat. He went to bat for Argentina and... Now it looks like Belay is is going to, to go in another direction. W- when they all knew that Argentina was going to have an election. I mean, this wasn't hidden. All right. So we will edit there. com. We are on Odyssey, Bitch Shoot, Rumble, Telegram, Rockfin, and Twitter X. And go to the Durad shop. 20% off. Use the code TheDurad20. Take care.